Well, the Kansas City Royals made a huge move yesterday, and it's week three of the NFL. We'll go game by game and preview all of it from a sports betting perspective. It's FanDuel's KC Press Box. We get going here in 90 seconds. First, though, me, Davo, and my boy. Killian White. We need to talk about a deal that they're doing on FanDuel Sportsbook and their same-game parlays. One of the things I love about betting on the NFL, I know, Killian, you're the same way, we love finding new players or game props that we like. And what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook and you and I text back and forth all the time, Killian, is you can combine these props with other bets from the same game and score a way bigger payout. Perfect, for example, a same-game parlay for Sunday, the Chiefs and the Colts. You've been working on one over there, and I'm on the same page as you. Tell the people about it. That's right. We've been texting back and forth. We've got a three-leg parlay for the Chiefs game coming up. Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown. Jonathan Taylor, anytime touchdown. And the Kansas City Chiefs money line, that's at plus 290. So you're getting really? almost 3-1 to one back on your money for that. So if you're throwing 10 bucks in, you're getting back 29. You're throwing in 100 bucks, you're getting back 290. Man, I like that a lot, Killian. Plus, another thing I was telling you about, I cashed out some of my Week 2 winnings. They we're back in my PayPal account in 15 minutes, dude. Literally, put the you know withdraw thing in there on the, on the account there on the FanDuel Sportsbook. 15 minutes later, had it back. Uh, our friends use it. You and I like to talk trash in a little group text and, and, and you know share bets that we're doing. There's no feeling like betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook and especially nailing a same-game parlay bet. So lock in your bet today at FanDuel Sportsbook. And right now, new customers can get up to $1,000 back in free bets. So if you haven't signed up yet, if your first bet doesn't win... With our promo code BOX, B-O-X, that's promo code BOX, you'll get back up to $1,000 in free bets if your first bet doesn't win. So $500 you lose, you get a $500 free bet. $20, you get a $20 free bet. Up to $1,000, make it count your first bet there and make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Kansas. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable free bet that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. It's Dave O and Killian White's KC Press Box, powered by FanDuel. The KC Press Box, where you get the sports headlines that you care about. Plus, learn to make cold, hard cash with the Sportsbook 101 that teaches you every aspect of sports Investing. The lineup is ready. The players are set. And now, let's head to the KC Press Box with your hosts, Dave O and Killian White. And oh my gosh, what a show we have planned today. Dave O and Killian White hanging out. Brother, you're going to talk a little KC Royals to start the show for two or three minutes. I know we're all full-blown football, but there was a major move with team president Dayton Moore being fired yesterday. We'll talk about that just for a couple of minutes, and we'll get in and go through week three of the NFL. Doesn't this just feel like it's going to be a good week this week? It does, yeah. We feel a little bit more confident about the lines this week moving forward. Well, especially because you're also, you know, getting data from exactly, every team. Yeah. The first couple of weeks, it doesn't matter if it's us, if it's you, if it's whoever, if it's Adam Schefter. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. You're guessing kind of the first couple of weeks, especially with people not playing their their starters in the preseason these days. It makes it even more of a challenge. But week three, we got enough data now. We feel very confident we're going to go through all 16 games on the slate against the spread, give you predictions on all of them. We'll do start and sit in fantasy, sports book 101, where we'll We'll talk about same game parlays, kind of give you a little lesson on those. We just talked about that a second ago with an awesome deal from our sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook, and Killian, lock of the week, brother. It hit. 
It did. It hit three leg parlay, a three leg teaser. Sorry, yeah, but all three hit. Yeah, had to wait a couple days for it, but the people of TikTok are happy. Yeah, that's right. Because Sunday and Monday, it was it was like a it was a, you know that's the, right. That is that does get a little annoying when you have that much money wrapped up. But again, we're betting to win here. We're not you know we're not going for beauty points. We're not going for what feels more convenient and stuff with your money. I mean, we're investing it. We're we're looking at this as sports investing here. So we're now thirty one wins, seventeen losses. After this last week, I am thirty. 30- 30 wins, 17 losses the last year on our lock of the week. And if you ask most people, they don't like a tease, right? I mean, whether it be the elementary school bully, we definitely don't want to be teased by that girl in college we went on two dates with. No, teasing can be rough. But I, on the other hand, this week in particular, I I love a good tease, right? And let's just go ahead and do a three-team, six-and-a-half-point NFL teaser. You're going to tease the Buffalo Bills down to minus three against Tennessee. You're going to go ahead and tease down the Green Bay Packers to minus three against the Chicago Bears. Finally, the third leg of that six and a half point teaser. Russ is going to get to cook. Tease the Broncos down to minus three. It's free money. Thank you, FanDuel. Bro, how much of a tool do I sound like? I get into it. I love the rants, but it just feels good to to rant and and be bold like that and stick your chest out, right? Right? Do I I sound dumb or not? I don't think the people mind when we win. I don't know. It might be a different story if we don't (laughs) hit. When we lose, they're like, screw this guy. Where does he park at every day with slashes tires now but when you win you can sing whatever song you want reference any movie <laughs> that's right we can we can do whatever we want are, are we gonna hit it again i think we are we're gonna talk about that here coming up in just a little bit we end the show with our lock of the week and i'm just gonna tell you right now friend to friend man to man podcast listener to podcast listener man to woman who's ever listening right now we're going to hit. I feel very strong about this week. I already drove, by the way. Uh, I, I delayed the taping of the show. We're taping this right now. It's uh, Thursday, September 22nd at 12.55 p.m. Was I about 10 minutes late or 15 minutes late? Only about 10. You got it in pretty quick. I had to make a trip over to Kansas and the FanDuel Sportsbook to lock in the lock of the week because I didn't want the line to jump, and there's so much value uh, you know, in locking in certain points. So I'm very happy with what FanDuel has this game at. We'll talk about that. But, bro, how was your week? Tell me about everything. No, it was good. I mean, uh, I was off yesterday. Got to hang out a little bit, played some golf. So that was great. Uh, but things are good. Uh, Davo usually doesn't tell me the lock of the week ahead of time, but he you call- know it this week. He called me on the way here to tell me he was going to Kansas to put it in. So he's excited. I'm excited ahead of time because I know what we got coming. And yeah, I'm excited for this one. But wasn't week two kind of weird? And what I mean by that was. Maybe it's just because most of the games we bet on, we didn't have a great week, too. We had a good week one. We were okay. We were shaky last week, and we're going to be off. We're not going to win every week. I mean, this is a marathon with the NFL, and that's one thing I want people that are listening to realize is that, you know, especially if you're newer uh, to wagering on sports, you're going you're gonna to have losing weeks. I mean, there's you know we're going to have lots of losing weeks, but we're going to win more than we lose. That's what we do here on this show. That's what I've done the last several years. Um, I've been 1099 three of the last four years, paying taxes on um, big wins the last three of the last four years from sports betting. Um, so uh, we win more than we lose up here. And so there will be bad weeks, though. Last week was not our best week. But what this week's going to be good. I promise you that. I feel really, really good about this week. Um, but one thing I was going to say, weird week, didn't it seem like – all the underdogs were either winning or covering outright, but then <laughs> I, I looked and say. only nine of the sixteen did. Uh, I think it was like just the games that we bet on, just because uh, we had a right. bad week. Right, I say we bet on the underdog in the Vikings game. That one. Hurt yeah, we a got bit. that one wrong. Yeah, yeah, but, we took some dogs and we got the wrong dogs. Now we yeah, did get well, the Lions right. The they Lions, up, they were they started out. I think we both got them at minus one and a half. Correct. They moved to plus one and a half by the time the game Which started. Which made no so sense. That, that frustrated me a little bit. Obviously, it didn't matter. 
which was good. And that that game kind of kept me uh, from being too far in the negative. Yeah, we were fine. Weekend. We didn't we, lose. We were okay. But we didn't yeah. lose our ass, but it wasn't a good week. Like we expect to win more times than we don't, and we will. We had a winning week one. We did not win last week. So yeah, it was an interesting week two. Um, did you have a bad beat of the week, by the way? Uh, I really didn't this week. Did you? Yeah, I did. I did. I absolutely did. It was uh, the Thursday night game. The Chiefs and the Chargers. Should we talk about what happened? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. First of all, on the FanDuel Sportsbook, I loved the um, Travis Kelsey boost. I think it was plus 180, which yep. was a very good boost on that. I, I love well, yeah. FanDuel always has the best ones. By the way, they're going to have some great ones for um, the KU football game. So make sure you're checking the FanDuel Sportsbook. There'll be odd boosts on the KU and, uh, and the Chiefs football game as well coming up um, this weekend. Uh, but what I really liked was that Travis Kelsey plus 180 um, anytime. And he got... He got freaking body slammed at the yeah, two yard line. James. Then they came, yeah, and then they came back and threw that little shovel that always works, and he gets tackled on the one yard line. So we that, that one, but then the one that really ticked me off, I had the Chiefs minus four, and the Chiefs were up by ten, and it was fourth and goal from the seven, I believe, for the Chargers. And you would think with a quarterback having cracked freaking ribs and needing two scores no matter what, you would think they would kick the field goal like every other NFL team to make it a seven-point game and then go for the onside. They go for it for some godforsaken reason. Fourth and goal from the seven. And, of course, they get it, and I get backdoored and lose that bet. Uh, I had a minus four. The Chiefs win by three. Even before that on that drive, there was a fourth and two, and you know Herbert could have ran easily for a first down, decided not to because he was really hurt. You know, Threw a dime 35 yards down the field. There was two fourth downs on that on that drive, if either of them get stopped, and, and the Kelsey on the one yard line, the two chances inside the green zone. So it was that was a bad a bad beat for me in that game, man. Yeah, no, that was one where I actually uh, won some money and kind of felt smart because when uh, the Chiefs went down ten in the first, uh, <clears throat> went ahead and threw some money on the money line. And it was like plus one seventy. On the live betting, so, yeah. So level another thing, Fanduel's great. At. I was in Kansas, so I was allowed to do that. I always say it might not be, <laughs> might be in my best interest that we don't have live betting here in Missouri, or it might be in our best interest if we just move to Kansas that, or that too, yeah. or just spend all day Saturday and Sunday at a sports bar. Right. Yeah, but it worked. out Or in a parking time. lot of a shady, you know, adult club, you know, whatever it might be. Yeah, just just the parking lot. Right? <laughs> yeah, just the parking. Like, we yeah. wouldn't go in yeah 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 so all right so week two of the nfl we're gonna recap that we're gonna get to week three here i do want to talk about the kansas city royals just for a quick two or three minutes so bear with us here um i know people including myself are kind of checked out on baseball now we've moved on we've turned the page we'll talk lots about baseball again over the winter and next year um the royals letting go after 16 plus years of dayton moore um yesterday and, and killian you and i were talking about this it's always sad and on one hand when somebody that has led your organization to back-to-back you know, pennants and World Series appearances. Mm-hmm. They win it in 2015. You know, he did a lot of good things in the community here with the Urban Youth Academy and, and helping uh, get baseball, especially in the inner city, and, and trying to really give back. So it's always sad to see somebody lose their job. And you have to, I think, celebrate the good things because Dayton Moore did a number of good things. With that said, it was time. Um, this was the correct move. And I, the takeaway for me from this press conference and, and afterwards was just that the fact that Dayton Moore um, did an interview with another uh, um, person um, that, I'm, that I know and told them, um, you know, I did not quit this job. I got fired. This was not my choice. I never would have quit this job. I fired. So he was completely fired in this job, which I thought was I thought he was untouchable. I'm going to be honest. I thought he had three to four more years here. I thought that he would kind of quote unquote resign if it was time for him to move on, that they would never fire him because of his legacy that we just talked about. But they really wanted him out. And I give props to the owner, John Sherman, for a classy press conference um, for letting Dayton speak. I give props to Dayton for showing up at his firing press conference and talking for two minutes and giving remarks and thanking and, and being cordial towards the Royals and the ownership group there. 
Uh, it was the right move. Pitching has not been developed. There's a, a massive problem in this organization with pitching developing development, um, uh, with being too attached to certain players and not being transactional and making moves, which John Sherman pointed out both of these things at the press conference. Signing the wrong free agents has been a bad thing. Uh, Dayton Moore, for as good as he did you know, in a four- or five-year stretch there, has been equally as awful the last seven years, and, and I know the Royals want that downtown stadium. Um, another interesting development, I don't know if you, we didn't talk about this, you and I, but um, – they were John Sherman mentioned during the press conference about having a downtown stadium and a downtown like a ballpark village, kind of like St. Louis has, um, in time for the World Cup, which I thought was interesting because that's what four years away. So yeah. that would have to happen here in the next year if they're going to do that. He would talked that, would to, that be separate from PNL? That's completely yeah, separate. Yeah, huh. and then they would also he talked about getting like a, a, a like a train infrastructure connecting the airport. Like these are things that I, my eyebrows kind of went up like whoa. Like so I I, I think. I will tell you that I was a little – I love John Sherman at first. He's a local guy. His ownership group is all local, including people like Eric Stone Street and Patrick Mahomes, part of that ownership group. Um, he's a former Royal season ticket holder. He's a real fan. Um, and so I, li- I, I I liked him at first, and then I was like, why is this bro not talking this year? Because they've been awful. And he made a statement. He you know he decided to just kind of sit back and evaluate the first three years he owned the club. They had a COVID year that threw him off. And um, – I thought it was a really good press conference, and I, I like his vision for what could happen with that. Um, I like his vision for the city. He's talking city and community, not just talking only Royals. And I thought it was the correct move to get rid of Dayton Moore. Uh, th- there's a toxic culture going on, which I cannot elaborate on, but some things in the clubhouse have been divided. Some things in the organization weren't great. And obviously the pitching development and other things that we touched on. So uh, do you anything to add on that? I mean, you, I think you agree that he we celebrate his accomplishments and, and be excited for the future, right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I'm not the baseball guy you are, but um, I mean, he's done a lot of good, but professional sports is very much what have you done for me lately yeah. and so you know you can't keep him around forever for yeah. you know stuff he did back in 2015 well especially when especially when uh you know you've got a, a winning football team across the parking lot which i think really takes away from the royals i think people are much less interested i think when the chiefs weren't that good people were still more apt to be into the royals but i think now when you've got a team this good and people have experienced winning both from the royals on the field and the chiefs they're not going to sit through 90 and 100 lost seasons year after year and like you said what have you done for me lately um, and especially if you want that new ballpark and you want taxpayers getting behind it, you better create some excitement and get things going back in the right direction. All right, back to football. Back to real quick week two recap before we turn the page here. I want to start with Thursday night football, Killian. Um, a hard-fought 27-24 to 24 Chiefs three-point win. Should have freaking been 27-20 to you know <laughs> 20 if the idiot would have kicked the damn field goal. That's fine, though. Um, the turning point, though, of course, in this game, the 99-yard house call from Jalen Watson with 10.43 left in the fourth quarter. Um, it started off, what were your main takeaways? To me, it was like the first quarter and a half, the Chiefs defense did not look up to the challenge, right? Mike Williams was just settling in the middle of the field, and, and they didn't have an answer for him. But then Mike Williams, I don't think, had a single catch uh, past halftime. I mean, they really put the clamps on him. And the defense, I thought, really ended up being the what won this game and was the strength of it, right? Yeah, no, I agree. They definitely stepped it up. The first quarter was a little slow on offense and defense for us. I mean, Mike Williams was all over us. and But even outside of that 99-yard return, yeah, the defense really stepped it up and looked good by the end of the game. Um, I don't think that Patrick Mahomes had that bad of a game. I've heard people no. dog on him. but uh, Chargers are good. What's up? Chargers oh, are yeah, good. Chargers I mean, are very good, yeah. The defense is better than I thought it was going to be. I said in our, in our preview here, preseason prediction, I thought they'd be slightly above average. They look to be better than that. Yeah. Now, will Bosa stay healthy? I mean, that's a question. You know, mm-hmm. you know, Derwin James is at the back. I mean, they've got some the studs in there. They're getting they got Jesse Jackson back. That helps too. He's one of the best lockdown corners in the NFL. But 
Yeah, what did you think of some of the play calling? Like, what did you think of that? Was it the first drive? It was the first drive, right? The third and one with the the McCole Hardman, like four yards behind the line, end around. They got tackled for a loss, and they had to punt when they were already down seven nothing. That there were some peculiar, peculiar things down there. Yeah, I don't know. End arounds in general are just risky plays. I don't like those very much, especially and, not on a third and one. But. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that. I'd rather just roll out Mahomes or, yeah. or let Mahomes throw out a shotgun if you're going to do that. And and how concerned are you, if concerned at all, about the short yardage? You know the the multiple times the Chiefs had third and one didn't do it. They had the, they got down there on the goal line, ended up kicking a field goal from the one yard line because they couldn't punch it in. Um, you know after the Kelsey um, did, decided not to go for it in that fourth down, took the points to tie it up at that point in the game. I, are you concerned at all? Just knowing the fact that last year, you know Clyde Edwards Hilaire struggles um, inside the tackles, especially in goal to go and green zone opportunities. Are you concerned at all that they don't have a running back? They can pick up, you know, a two yard or a one yard. Is this is this an, an issue, or is it just that they're so creative with screens and Mahomes, and that it, you don't really care, and it's just one game? I mean, are you, are you yeah. concerned about this? I wouldn't say I'm worried yet. It's just one game. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot that they can still do to fix things, and you know that they fix a lot throughout the season. Um, but on top of that, like you said, the Chargers defense is really good. Uh, it's one of the better, you know, fronts that we're going to face. It is, yeah. And it's so, front seven, yeah. And so, you know, I, I wouldn't be too concerned just based on this one week. If it's something we continue to see, it was something we saw a little bit last year. Um, then maybe, but you know, Clyde's looked a little better this year. He's not. He's still not. What he we're ran over for. Derwin James right he in did, that one yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. Left him flat. And I guess that's why Derwin had to get back at Travis. Yeah, huh? yeah. Which he's going to, you know, get the fine for. But yeah. it's it's like. Yeah, I, I, how good would this Chiefs team be if they had Kareem Hunt? If Kareem Hunt could have just not gotten in trouble and not lied. Oh, I know. I mean, imagine him in this offense. Yeah. Because he is that kind of running back that can, you know, run inside the tackles and get you that. And Ronald Jones is, but he wasn't even, he was a healthy and active in that game. Yeah, no, I haven't seen him step, step foot on the field. So I don't know what's going on with that. But um, so, so Willie Gay getting the four game suspension, obviously. Um, is a big deal because, you know, Nick Bolton, of course, has been absolutely an, an A-plus player at the linebacker spot. But Willie Gay, with his speed, um, has been awesome as well. Um, so some other people are going to have to step it up. Andy Reid mentioned Darius Harris, um, who will be stepping in that starting role, obviously. So Darius Darius Harris is going to be good. You still have Nick Bolton. You still have the rookie, Leo Chanel, who I've been impressed with. He's more of a run guy. Um how big of a loss is this, though, especially with the Bills coming up in four weeks and, and Willie Gay's speed there? Are, I mean, are the Chiefs, are they going to be okay? Or does this hurt? Does this affect your thoughts against Buffalo in a few weeks, or do we just wait and see when we get there? No, yeah, you mentioned Buffalo. That's definitely the one that concerns me. Uh, but Because I could decide who gets home field advantage, the tiebreaker. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, if both teams have two losses or three losses, and whoever wins that game... Yeah, no, I mean, Gabe Davis will be back by then. He'll probably be back by this week. But yeah, he sucks anyways. Yeah. I'm not a Gabe Davis guy, whatever. I don't know. I, I kind of am. But, uh, but yeah, no, it worries me for the Bills game. I think we'll be fine other Until than then. that. But, yeah. Okay. Well, Darius Harris has been good. So, all right. Well, week two in general, let's both give our three main takeaways, and then we'll move on to week three here. Um, do you want me to start or do you want to start? Go ahead. Okay. Number one is just one of the ones from last week. Nathaniel Hackett is just absolutely unfit to be a coach in the National Football League. I mean, happened again. He burns. <laughs> there was three delay of games because he doesn't get the plays in on time. He's the indecisiveness. They had the burn of timeout the first three minutes of the third quarter. In the same drive, they get it down to a third and one situation. He runs a fullback option when Javante Williams is averaging 7.3 YPC yards per carry. Fullback option projectively gets tackled for a two-yard loss, so it's fourth and three. 
And uh, he decides at the last second to send in the field goal team to kick the 54-yarder. And then you can see him on the sideline about to call a second timeout because the play clock is running out, Killian. But he's like, oh, crap, I just did. I uh, better not. Takes the delay of game and then punts. So they go from third and one to a horrible play call to giving away three points because he couldn't make up his mind. But then further than that, why would you not? You kicked the 62-yarder and said that's well within his range, not at altitude last week. At home in Denver, you don't kick the 59-yarder after the delay. Like The guy is just... That's just one example. I mean, he was getting booed. You, you heard the fans right counting the play clock oh, down. Yeah. I mean, someone was like, "Yeah, Russell's getting booed." I was like, "I don't think Russell's no, getting it, booed." No, it's not Russ. Uh, so, but my point in bringing that up, my, my first takeaway is that. But also, I don't think the AFC West is as good as we thought it was going to be. You got the Raiders sitting at zero and two, and I still think they've got a shot. I'm going to ask you here in a minute, uh, true or false, who's going to make the playoffs? And they're mm-hmm. one of the teams I'm going to ask you because some of these, a couple of these teams will have to make it. All of them won't make it, obviously. But we'll talk about that. But I just think Denver and the Raiders aren't what we thought they were going to be. I still think going into the year, I thought the Broncos were better than the Raiders. I still think the Broncos might end up being better than the, or sorry. I mean, the Raiders might end up being better than the Broncos. Um, but AFC West to me is that was a horrible loss for the Raiders, you know, fumbling twice in overtime, going to overtime in the first place. And so that's number one, the AFC West, maybe not as good as we thought. Number two, Matt Ryan, absolutely dust. The Colts are a joke. I mean, you and I both had the Colts minus three last week against Jacksonville. When it went down, the hook was gone. It was minus three. I'm like, that's a great bet. We watched this game. The dude was just going down a second before he was going to get hit, like just voluntarily going down. Like, I mean, it's like he's scared now. Like, I, I know he's a statue. I know he can't run out of the pocket, but it's like throw the ball away or do or fight, do something. I mean, he was missing throws, and I get it. They're throwing to Ham and Eggers out there. You know, their top two receivers are gone. But to shut out by Jacksonville, on, you know, he's fumbled the ball five times this year already. By I the way, I did not know that. In two weeks, Matt Ryan interceptions. He had at least two in that game. Yeah, I think he had, he's fumbled five times with a couple picks. It's like the guy is just absolutely over. So I th- the Colts are a joke. Number three, my last one, the Bengals have just an absolutely awful offensive line. The offense isn't. Explosive. The defense is iffy. You got beat by freaking Cooper Rush, man. I mean, Cooper Rush and Mitch Trubisky have handed you 0-2, you know. And I, this may not be a playoff team, all right? So you go ahead and give your three, and then we're going to get true or false on if a team's a playoff team or not. Okay. Yeah, my first one kind of has to do with both of your first two. It says that uh, I'm not ready to say that Russ is bad yet. He might just be having a bad start to yeah. the season. But I'm absolutely ready to say about Matt Ryan. I don't think horrible. I don't even know if he'll finish the season. Like we talked about, who, who's their backup? It's who? What? Oh, it was, who is it? Who oh. is the Colts backup? Let me look this up right now. Keep talking. We'll okay. Give me your next one. Yeah. We'll get, okay. The next one. Um, I think the Lions might actually be good this year. I think that me they might. Me, yeah. Me and Hard Knocks might be right. Um, I mean they. The NFC North is looking not very good all around. They could, they played the Eagles a lot better than the uh, Vikings did. They played them back to back weeks, and now they've got each other. I guess we'll see this week if Kirk uh, just can't handle the lights at night, like all the horrible. Are that was another horrible. What, yeah, that was a terrible. What uh, is he like two and ten on Monday night or something now like that? Yeah, something terrible. and like three and twelve in prime time. It's, yeah. it, it's Nick lo- Foles as a backup. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, he might. He's probably an upgrade. Yeah, no, I think so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, Kirk, it's the point where there's a narrative that he doesn't play well in lights and he can't see and stuff. I love that. I think that's hilarious. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I always try to make one about the Chiefs. Uh, so I'm just going to say, uh, I'm hesitantly saying the defense looks really good. And uh, also, Clyde is starting to look pretty good. I mean, he averaged about like n- nine yards of carry and 10 yards of reception last game. It is one game, but like first two games out of the gate, he's running hard. Uh, he 
doesn't seem to be having quite as much trouble getting past the line of scrimmage as he was. No key fumbles yet either. Yeah, no key fumbles. They never I, fumbled at all, really, either. I was a little thing. surprised we didn't see more Isaiah Pacheco in that last game. He got, like, what, one or two carries? Yeah, he wasn't that much. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I'm still surprised Ronald Jones is not even on the active roster. Like, yeah, with the way you struggle and you know short yarded situations, I don't know. We'll mm. see if that changes going forward. I like all those. Though. I agree with you on all of those. Um, okay, let's go through here. True or false on these teams making the playoffs? And a caveat here: no 0 and two team has made the playoffs the last two years in the NFL. So I'm going to give you one, two, three, four, five, six teams. You know, probably two or three of them make the playoffs. You would think, but maybe not. Um, okay, so first of all, I want to start just in this absolutely brutal uh, division of the AFC South. Do you have answers for these already yourself, too? Kind of. Okay. Not really. I'm just asking you. Okay. I'll, kind of. So, either the Colts or the Titans, unless we think Jacksonville's going to win the division, or, I mean, the Texans aren't, one yeah. of those four teams has to win the division. Right. You would think it'd be the Titans or the Colts, but the Titans are 0-2, mm-hmm. and the Colts are 0-1-1. and So, I'm going to ask you both of those two teams. And the Colts probably staring 0-2-1, which seems pretty hard to come back from. Right. So, my first one is... The Colts, true or false, they make the playoffs. I'm going to say false. Like you said, 0-2-1, I think we take them easy next week, and then it's a really far uphill battle. I think between those two teams, the Titans look better. And So 0-2, true or false, Titans. I'll say they do. I don't know. They win the division Derrick or Jacksonville? Derrick Henry's having a rough start to the year, and so is Ryan Tannehill. But is Jacksonville winning that division? Should we put them in? Do we put a future in right now? I what's, I would, I'd love to know what's at. I don't we'll know. Try, we should we'll probably look at that, it. though. Right, yeah. We should check that here in a little bit and see there on the FanDuel Sportsbook because the Titans, you say yes. Yeah, I, now, think so. I, I think that I think what we're saying though is is that probably that division only gets one. Whoever wins the division is all that makes the playoffs out of that division. So we think it's probably the Titans. Does Jacksonville have a better chance than the Colts at one and one, and the Colts being 0-2 and one? I think so. I think they play each other right now. Jacksonville wins. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they just smoked them. So yeah, I mean, those, well, yeah, so I mean, like up there though, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah. All right. So interesting. Should we put that Jacksonville? That's a real. Now that I'm thinking out loud here, that seems like a really good value pick to win that division. Yeah, I like it. And it, maybe do Lions NFC North too, and one of them. <laughs> yeah, no, no kidding on that. Okay, so four more teams: Cincinnati Bengals, zero and two, facing a must win against the Jets this week. So we'll talk about that game. Don't talk about that game right now. But do the Bengals win the division? Or I mean, sorry, make the playoffs if they're zero and two. I don't know. They still have that line issue, but I mean, they're a good team. Joe Burrow is a good quarterback, even though he's not playing like. But a lot of it's that line. I don't know. That's that's an iffy one. I'm going to say they're the other yes. So true. Yeah. Okay. Denver, one win, one loss. True or false? They make the playoffs and get a wild card like we thought before the year. No, nah, I think they get run all over by the rest of the division. I mean, okay. they they uh, <clears throat> they've lost a lot of outside the division. I mean, I don't know. I just don't think that they're going to do it. They certainly don't have a coach. Right. On the same yeah, level. That's a good point, too. They is the rest of the league. Yeah. It's just not clicking for them right now. And they have a tough division. I mean, they got to beat the Chiefs or the Chargers pretty much. Okay. Now, we thought before the year there was a good chance there's three wildcard teams or th- three playoff teams out of the AFC West. 0-2 Las Vegas. Is it going to be a three uh, playoff team or does Vegas not make it into the playoffs? Because it could go to it could end up. You know what it could end up being is the AFC East. You know, Miami looks really good over right. there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm going to say they don't. Okay. All right. So only two out of there. I tend to agree with you on that. And then my last one, this is one we just talked about a minute ago, the one-and-one Detroit Lions. Are they making the playoffs? You know, it's they're facing the one-and-one Vikings. The Packers don't look great. The whole division, I think, might be one-and-one, one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. They are, actually, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say they do. I'm going to say they edge out one of the other teams in there to get in. Wow, the Lions sneak in the playoffs. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay, now let's go over every single game on the NFL slate. Week three is among us. Start us off, my man. Go through, uh, for those listening, Killian will give us the, the line and the over-under. Um for the for each game, and we'll go through them and, and just you know give give you give you our picks, and we'll get to the lock of the week later. That's the strongest one. But go ahead and uh, start us off tonight. Here we got uh, a game tonight. Yeah, uh, tonight is the Steelers at the Browns. Uh, the Browns are now favored by three and a half. Over under is pretty low at thirty seven and a half. Now, first of all, there's a great FanDuel sportsbook um, odds boost on this one with the uh, what is it a Najee Harris touchdown a Nick Chubb touchdown and the Steelers plus seven and a half do you have that pulled up with the odds are on yeah that? exactly it was uh it's it was plus 550 but with the odds boost it's up to plus 800 there's so, no way you can't take that I mean you bet ten dollars win eighty dollars come on so first of all I'm going to give you my pick the Steelers are in the game you said they're plus three and a half this is seven and a half on FanDuel the Steelers cover the three and a half I believe yeah in this so game the seven and a half is easy, is easy in that so case. yes they cover the seven and a half I'll tell you why in a second um but Chubb and Harris, one of the two will score. Another reason I like it even more, there's 25-mile-an-hour sustained wins tonight. Um, so the the deep throw, good luck throwing deep in this, throwing with the wind or against the wind. Um, there's going to be a lot of intermediate passing and a lot of running in this game, a lot of running in this game. Both teams like to run the football. We saw Nick Chubb get in the box three times last week. Najee did not. He's off to kind of a slow start, but they want to feed him. So they always, probably want to get him in, too. You know? Yeah, any, exactly. Any major running back like that, he hadn't scored a priority. Yet. He hadn't scored yet. And... One thing that does scare me with running backs, I will say, is a short week. You have a three-day week, so there is more apt to be a little bit of a, a load management. However, we're only in week three, and they have 10 days off after this. So I don't know if it's going to be that massive. Maybe maybe uh, Harris loses three or four carries. Um, he has been playing banked up with that foot injury. It was a full go, though, in practice last week at the end. Looked good in the game. Well, good as far as injury status. He didn't look great. Right. overall but you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that was more the product of the team than him but one of these two is pretty much guaranteed to score right so then you just hope the other one does i at eight to one that's ridiculous that should be a up three to one thank you fanduel for that great uh boost so take advantage mm-hmm. of that on, on fanduel sportsbook get that in i would highly suggest putting some money on that uh, i think 50 is the max you can put on that that would net you 400 bucks so love that odds boost there but as far as the game goes the reason i just told you man I think Pittsburgh covers this game. I, I, Pittsburgh, the one, their one bugaboo on defense, they cannot stop the run. They're not good against the run, which bodes well for the other thing I was talking about. But um, I think in a game with Jacoby Brissett playing quarterback, I, I think they can really focus on stacking the box with the wind on top of that. They know that the Cleveland wants to, to want, wants to run the ball and dump it off short. I think they're able to slow them just enough. Gun to my head, I think Cleveland probably wins the game, but I think it's by like a field goal. I think it's going to be a super close game with an over-under 38. Um I think you're looking at a low-scoring game that comes down to the wire. So I love the alternate line of plus 7.5 for Pittsburgh. Love that. But even at the 3.5, I like the Steelers. Um, in this game, I think Najee's able to get in the box. I think the Steelers are able to get going. I, th- I think Trubisky's better than he's been playing. They still have enough weapons that they can throw short with your Deontay Johnsons and Claypools and Friar Moose. They've got some weapons. Um, I like their weapons better than Cleveland's outside of right, you know Chubb's yeah. the best running back probably on the field. But Najee's not far behind. But I like that. What do you think on that? Do you, do you agree with me or do you, do you like the Browns in this one? No, totally agree. Love the seven and a half. The three and a half is a little iffy, but I, I probably like it. I don't know. We took the Steelers last week against the uh, 
the Patriots, that and didn't obviously work out. Well. Work out. Uh, I it could have though. That I had idiot went to muff the punt. Did had, you watch that? I had that one in a teaser alternate line down to ten and a half, and so it did hit. So that was okay. Did you see a muff that punt though? Yeah, that, that cost was, us the game. Yeah. Speaking of muff punts, let's talk about the Bills for two seconds. Yeah. The punter hadn't punted in what six or seven games. He comes in <laughs> first two first two punts he punted in seven games are muffed. That guy's going to the Hall of Fame, man. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's because the other team didn't think they didn't have to punt the whole game. Yeah. They had no special team. So he has plans. been practicing despite not playing. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's putting some weird. He's putting spider tack on the ball. That was although they catch it easier if it was spider tack. He's putting Vaseline on it or something too. But yeah, so I, I'm with you on this game. I think it's kind of an uh, ugly-ish game. I actually think it'll be kind of entertaining to watch. This will be my first time watching an Amazon Prime game, by the way, since I was at the game. And locally, the Chiefs obviously are, aren't going to be blacked out locally. Not to mm-hmm. mention the week before that was on the local station here in KC. So it's interesting. Is, is, have you watched? You watched one on Amazon Prime, haven't you? Yeah, I just watched one. Is, is it? As bad as they say, the picture quality. I didn't have really any problems. I don't think. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. Let's move on. But I was at someone else's house. I wasn't going to complain. I had my beers. You know. Why did you wink when you said that and lick your lips? <laughs> I never wink. These are always lies. David okay. tells. All right. Good. Okay. <laughs> we took a while on that. Let's go to the next game. All right. We've got uh, the Patriots at home, uh, two and a half point dogs versus the Ravens, over under forty three and a half. Um, Baltimore. Baltimore? Baltimore by two and a half. This a- is this... any opinion on the over under? What was it again? Forty three and a half. You don't need to mess with it. Just yeah. just take Baltimore two and a half. I mean uh, uh, under. But under. take yeah. take Baltimore. Baltimore is a strong pick here. Look, I know that they choked and pissed away the game last week. Uh, they still put up a million points. That, that yeah, the the, the Patriots. This is I get it. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is the best coach probably in NFL history. Certainly in this generation for sure. But I mean, and, and to be fair, Mac Jones has looked better than I expected the, la- the first, especially last week against Pittsburgh. I watched that whole game. Um, he's making some throws, but I mean, who are the weapons out there? Stevenson, Harris, Myers. I mean, like the Ravens have a, the Ravens defense should be a lot better. And the Dolphin, the Dolphins' offense is much better than New England. Let's get that right, you know right. out. I mean, I think two is better than Mac Jones. Obviously, they have Tyreek, they have Waddle. I mean, I like I like their weapons a lot more. I just think Baltimore is able to stop the run in this game, and, and I and I don't think New England's going to be able to stop Lamar Jackson. I mean, he looks just absolutely fantastic out there. By the way, who's better right now? It, it, right now, ignore the career. Right now, Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson? Because they both look freaking good. No, they do. I don't know. Uh, I would almost be inclined to say Jalen if uh, Lamar hadn't been thrown a little bit this year. I'd probably still take Lamar by nose. I think you probably have to, but it's yeah. it's close though, right? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a you can actually debate it. Yeah. But yeah, I I just think I I just think Belichick likes to take one thing away. He'll take probably Mark Andrews and limit him. I don't love Mark Andrews in DFS. You're starting him in season long, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, Bateman's looked really good making plays Devin out there. Duvernay. Duvernay, yeah. I mean, and, and they've got enough. They've got. I don't know if Dobbins plays in this game. Probably not. Yeah. But. I, I, it doesn't matter. I, I just, I just, I really like the Ravens in this game. You? Yeah, I like the Ravens a lot in this one too. Yeah, I just, it's, just, it's just not the same. Belichick doesn't have the personnel on offense and and even defense. You know, this is not the Stefan Gilmore three year ago or two year ago Patriots defense. It's, it, he's a great defensive mastermind, but they just don't have the the horses. And good luck trying to stop Lamar Jackson. I mean, you might slow him down if you're lucky for a quarter, but he'll he'll eventually make some plays. So yeah, I, I like uh, I like the Ravens considerably in this game. Okay, next one is uh, the Bills at the Dolphins. The Bills are favored by five and a half over under 52 and a half. So this is going to be a really interesting game. This is one of the most interesting games on the entire slate because 
Buffalo right now just looks like they're absolute world beaters, right? It looks like they have the best offense, arguably, in the NFL. The Chiefs have something to say about that. But right up there with the Chiefs, for example. Uh, and then their defense all of a sudden oh, now looks like it's one of the best defenses in, in the NFL. Other side of the page, the Dolphins can say, hey, well, what about us? I mean, the Dolphins, what, two or three, six touchdowns last week? And I mean, he's yeah. got these weapons out there. He looks good. Um, they've got playmakers on offense that can score points now. Um, defensively, the Dolphins, I mean, they have a new head coach, but they have the same coordinators, offense and defense, so they have a lot of continuity. Their defense didn't look great against Baltimore, but I don't think anybody's going to look great against Baltimore. I think they can score points. We just talked about it a second ago. So with all that said, I think what this game is going to come down to is turnovers, and I, I don't I just, I don't trust Tua. I think uh, I think the, the Bills at five and a half is a pretty good take. I mean, the Dolphins. I, I, let's put it this way: Had the Dolphins lost last week and not put up much of a fight, had they not come back at the end, what would this line be? Seven, seven and a half. Yeah, it'd be at least a touchdown. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, so five and a half. I really <laughs> like the value in this. I think the Bills win this game by ten to thirteen points. Give me Buffalo. You. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. You got to go with the quarterback. I feel like based on last week, they're kind of inflating the Dolphins a little bit. Very confident. Which, I mean, these they're two a good games. team. I'm not trying to take away from that, but these are two games you know. I'll definitely have in a singles. The first two we've talked about here on the Sunday slate, right? Like okay. n- not so much the game tonight, but these two games. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very strong on these two games, and it makes me nervous taking a couple road teams. But I mean, yeah, I mean they both have elite quarterbacks, which makes it a little easier. Well, I have a feeling you're about to take another one here. Mm. Uh, we, we're going to uh, Saints at the Panthers. The Saints are uh, three point favorites over under 50, 40 and a half. Sorry. God, the Saints. They're gonna they're gonna give me a heart attack this year. Luckily I did not bet them last week, by the way. I liked them. Yeah, I didn't either. On the plus two and a half, but I stayed away from that game when I heard about it. well, Kamara being wishy washy all week and then the injury to Jameis' back. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to the well. I like the Saints again. I, I like the Saints. I, do too. I, I do haven't too. bet on them yet, by the way. The Panthers don't look good. I'm not no, I'm not I, sold. This Saints defense will travel. It's it Mayfield's just not meshing with this offense. It just don't look right. McCaffrey is just not yeah, McCaffrey done. I mean, Robbie Anderson looks great somehow. Yeah, I mean, pretty much all to go back to fantasy for a second. Pretty much all of these like top tier backs, they're they're not doing what they're expected to do not so far really. this season. Yeah, I mean, which one has? I mean, Nick Chubb, I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's been a couple. Uh, Taylor had a monster first week, but did absolutely nothing. But yeah, I mean, you're right. I've I've got Najee. He's done I've got nothing. Derek, he's I've done got nothing. Kamara. Kamara. <laughs> yeah. Henry. Eckler, nothing. Eckler's been okay. Eckler's okay. Uh, he had like 18 last week, but it's because he caught he nine balls. He has like one good quarter a game, right. and you can't keep banking on those game scripts. Yeah, I. Yeah, I like the Saints. I don't like them as much as the first two games on Sunday that we're talking about. We're yeah. Talking Sunday slate. Now I don't like them as much as the Bills and the Ravens. I'm not opposed to betting some money on the Saints. I'll probably. This seems like, like this seems to me like a game you put in like a three team parlay. Like I like to put one three team parlay in per weekend, um, and this seems like a prime game to throw in with a couple other teams just to get some action on it because you like it and you're pretty sure it'll hit and put it with a couple games you're really strong on. Right. So I don't know if I'm going to go huge on this game just because, like we talked about, Kamara we don't know limited practice yesterday. Uh, Jameis is not healthy. We don't know if Jameis is going to yolo and turn into three turnovers and five plays like he did last week. Um, <laughs> You know, just it, it, the guy is just reckless with the ball. Like, it's just you can't trust him. And that's why before the year when I picked the Saints to play the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, I told you I hated the pick. But I just like the Saints. But I hate it. I, li- I like it because of their defense. But we were talking about value, to be fair. Yeah, but it's just like, it's just like, God, Winston just, I I, I don't know. I don't trust him. But, yes, in this game, I like the Saints. You? No, I like the Saints. I don't know. In a teaser, getting them to, like, a three-point dog or something, that would be. I don't hate that. Yeah. You Generally, though, I don't. Generally, I only tease teams a favorite 
if it's like if they're like six or above. Gotcha. A dog I will tease up if they're like a four or five point dog. Mm-hmm. Generally, I don't like to tease the three to three range, but I, I'm not against it totally in the right situation. I'm just a random thought there. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, next one, we got the Chiefs going into the Colts, favored by five and a half. Over under 50 and a half. I mean, the Colts got shut out by Jacksonville. We talked about these two teams at length here earlier. Um, I don't I don't see how the, the the money line is completely safe. Okay, let's just talk yeah. about the points. Yeah, the Chiefs 260, by the way. 260, yeah. yeah. And and you actually, why don't uh, we go back to that same game parlay we talked about? I mean, if you want to bet in this game, I really love the Jonathan Taylor, Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown uh, with the Chiefs money line. You're getting plus yeah. 290. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, um, I... I I think the Colts are able to score some points. It's their first home game. They're getting Leonard back on defense. They're going to be fired up. Their backs are against the wall. But, I mean, narratives like that only matter so much. People always love to say, oh, it's you know they're out to prove themselves. They have to win. But you still have to have the players, right? You still have to have the ability. And your opponent has to allow you to do that. I don't think the Chiefs are going to take them lightly. Um, five and a half points, it's just, it's just like this Bills game. It's the exact same thing, right? It's you got the superior quarterback going on the road. Um I like the Chiefs. I, I think the Chiefs cover this. I, I I think the Chiefs win this game something like 34 to 20. I think the Colts that will would score. That the overhit, by the yeah. way. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, 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 like, I like the Chiefs. It would, it would wouldn't it? Yeah. Can you tell, by the way, I don't generally bet over-unders? No, I'm, yeah. I mean, it's just something to mention. I'm Sometimes much there's more, good value there. But. No, 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 I know. But I'm just saying, like, I generally like most of the time. Um, by the way, I do like the under tonight, the 38. I forgot to say that in the Thursday night game. But yeah, anyway, a, back to this game. One, but yeah, probably over. Your thoughts on this? Am I wrong on this? Yeah, no. I mean, the line was down at what three when we started? It and, opened at three. Yeah, and then I mean, then the Colts got destroyed. And by it went up to six and a half, I think. Yeah, and so I mean, it settled down at the five. Yeah, and I guess a half. It settled at five and a half. That's still pretty. I mean, you're still under by touchdown. I think we went by. A it touchdown. probably closes at six. Yeah, I just I just don't have any confidence in Matt Ryan. I don't think. Uh, maybe the lines where it is is because Michael Pittman's back. I don't think he's that much of a difference maker. He's a yeah. good receiver, but you got to have someone throwing the ball too. I think so. the Chiefs are able to get home here. If there's some sort of sack prop, like over sacks, take it. I, th- I think the Chiefs get home quite a bit. Sure the guy can't move. The, the guy cannot move, no, dude. He he's yeah. not good. So yeah. I, I think if the Colts are able to compete, it's going to be because of Naheem Hines. He's kind of the guy to watch as a wild card in this That's game. True. Yeah. And and they came out last week. The Colts did against Jacksonville. The first, I think, two of the first three plays were throws to Hines. Uh, with both him and Taylor on the field at the same time, which mm-hmm. made sense. And then they kind of got away from that. I don't know what they were doing last week. I think Frank Reich might end up being the first coach to get fired, by the way. But oh, you think? Be- I think he could. Before, before Nathaniel Hackett? Yeah, before Nathaniel Hackett. I, I think Hackett could be a one-and-done pretty. He, Hackett's, though, at that situation where they can't really fire him now because it'll make him look so dumb. And people oh, say, yeah. why did you hire him in the first place? They almost have to wait till I give him one full year so they, they save some of the egg on their face. But yeah, that's true. yeah Frank Wright's going to be going to 0-2-1, and, and, and it's going to get pretty hot in his chair up there. Yeah. All right, next, uh, the Lions are going to the Vikings as five-and-a-half point Two dogs. Two one-and-one teams. Yep. What's the Lions? I'm sorry. Uh, Lions are five-and-a-half point dogs, over under 53-and-a-half. And that's in? That's uh, at the Vikings. That's right, it is the Vikings. I don't care. Give me the, give me my first dog of the week here. I like the Lions plus five-and-a-half. I do, too. Um, Even maybe throw a little bit on the money line. It's 194. Yeah, this Lions D, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This Lions D, I like that. This Lions D is... A little questionable. 
um, got rolled by Philadelphia. Philadelphia, we'll talk about them later. They're interesting because how good is this team? It's kind of hard to tell. It is, yeah. We need another week at least. Yeah, so I don't Some quite know. Data. Same with the Lions for that matter. How good is this Lions team? We can't. I mean, is yeah. Amon St. Brown really going to keep putting up these numbers? I mean, man, I, I got killed last week in season-long facing. I think he had 45 and on uh, on FanDuel and DFS. He was uh, pretty chalky in some of my 50-50s. I did not have yeah. him in my lineup, but I think he put up, I think it was like 43. I don't remember what it was. It was over 40. I mean, he just went off. So anyway, beside that, though, I, I don't know. These are two teams. You and I both picked the Vikings to win the NFC North. I think the Vikings probably win this game, okay? Mm-hmm. But I think the Lions, I, I don't hate the Lions on the money line. I think that's a solid play. Um, are the Vikings going to be able to run the ball in this game? They should be able to. So I think this is a game where Dalvin Cook has a nice afternoon um, in DFS. If you want a, a good tournament play, I like Dalvin Cook. Um, and this one should get a better workload. They hardly use him at all. I think he only had like 10 t- carries, is that what it was, or 11 touches or something for the whole game last week. Um, so the script-wise, they'll try to get him in it, reduce the, the, some of the Kirk Cousins. I mean, there's no Darius Slade to throw the ball to, so hopefully right. that helps Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins' best receiver last week. Yeah, I, I, I like this Lions offense. We talked about it last week. Between Shark and, and St. Brown and Hawkinson, and of course the stud DeAndre Swift, even Jamal Williams kind of as a one-two punch. That's probably right. a top-five one-two punch in the NFL. Yeah, Out be. of the backfield, Goff is kind of the weak link, but he's been playing well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think... I think this is just one of those games the Vikings win and it's a three or four point game, but I think it's I think it's forty percent that the that the uh, the Lions win this game outright. I mean I don't I don't I think that's certainly worth a money line bet. I like that I like that pick a lot. You? Yeah, yeah no, like, I mean I'm obviously with you on the spread if I like the money line, but yeah, yeah, but not. I, yeah, Are you I, calling I, for the outright win? I, I'm not calling for it, but okay. I think it's worth putting some money on probably. Okay, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. That's one of those you could combine with a parlay, too, and really get a big payout. That's like, another one where the Vikings haven't been looking, or well, the week one, they didn't look that bad. And then last week, it just. They looked horrible. Oh, awful. So you, you got guys you dropping touchdowns. To get. And that's kind of always been the complaint about Kirk Cousins. He's just inconsistent. You never know. Well, Irv Smith dropped get. a wide open touchdown. Yeah, that would have made a seven point game at halftime. Yeah. And the turnovers, and it was it was not a good performance. It did not a good performance at all by the Vikings. And the, But these are like those three teams the Vikings, the Lions, and the Eagles, we don't really know yet. Yeah. Like the Eagles look like they're the real deal, but what, let's see it a little bit longer. Yeah. You know, and the Lions played the Commanders one week. And like, you know, so it's like, I in, in, I don't know. The Vikings yeah. looked awful last week after looking good. These are three teams we don't know a lot about yet, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And speaking of all of that, our next game is uh, the Eagles going to the Commanders. They're uh, favored by six and a half over under 47 and a half. You gotta take the Eagles in this game. I hate taking yeah. this many road Six, favorites. Exactly. But yeah. at least they're all under a touchdown. Like last week, it was like they were all seven and a half or ten, right? You had the Packers last week and the Broncos and all these teams that were, you know, the Bills and all these teams were like seven and a half to ten. At least they're all like under seven this week, yeah. right? But mm-hmm. I, I mean, Carson Wentz, the walking turnover machine. We talk about it all the time. He takes that safety in the end zone right off the bat, like the second or third drive last week, and. He yolos. Him and Jameis are, should be bros and hang out. They kind of play the same way. Yeah, I, I think the Eagles. We're going to find out more about them. I don't see the Commanders being able to slow down this offense. It just—it's so hard with Jalen Hurts because he's now making all the throws. Right in the past, when he first came into the league, which is not surprising, he'd missed the deep the deep shots to Devontae Smith or, or you know whatever. But he's throwing dimes now. He's tough to bring down. He's 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 just like Lamar Jackson. I, I mean, I hate to say that he's. I'm not going to quite put him on Lamar's level. Lamar's done it longer. But he looks damn near the same player as Lamar Jackson. And that's also a tip of the cap to Lamar Jackson. He's been throwing the ball a lot better. Um, but I, I just don't see how the commanders are able to slow them down 
And the Eagles' defense got smoked by the Lions, but we were just talking the Lions have weapons. Maybe the Lions actually are good on offense. Like maybe because the Eagles' defense completely shut down, you know, Jefferson and Cook and this and this Vikings D. So we're going to find out more about the Eagles here, but I think they probably cover this. Yeah, I mean, you got to go. I got to go the same. And I like the over. The, yeah, the Eagles um, handled the Lions pretty easily, and then the Lions really beat the hell out of the Commanders. So, I mean, I know it doesn't always work like that, but that's what yeah, you got to go no. Yeah, but no. But in week three, you're kind and of like going said, off of that Jill stuff. Jalen Hurts is rolling. He's hot. He I, looks great. Yeah, oh, it looks really good. So, yeah, you got to go with the hot You know hand. what's funny is that last year I was team um, Jalen Hurts. I took him everywhere in season-long drafts. And this year I backed off of him. I backed off a bit this year because I wasn't quite sure. but And it's two games, right? Okay, so let's not – Yeah. that's why maybe I'm getting a little over the top here putting him in the same as Lamar Jackson. But, man, he's just really – to me, Killian, he might be the most impressive player through the first two weeks of the NFL to me. Or at least the most the, – as far as what my expectations were versus yeah, where he is. Like, yeah. That's why I say that. To me, he's been the most impressive player to me personally in the NFL for through two weeks. So We'll see if the Eagles' defense is good. They sure looked good last week. Okay. Next one's an interesting one for me. We got an AFC matchup between the Raiders uh, and the Titans. It's at the Titans, and the Raiders are favored by one and a half over under forty five and a half. Okay, I'm so sick and tired of taking damn road favorites. I'm going to do it again. I love the Raiders in this game. I, this this team should have beat the the Cardinals. This team was in it uh, against the Chargers. Um, and I was shocked last week, by the way, that Devonte Adams did basically nothing. They got him that one yard touchdown, and then it was just like he did nothing the whole game. It was interesting what happened to them last week. And, of course, Renfro, Cars, Boo, those the fumbles that cost them the game. The Raiders' D, not great, but the Titans are are, are, are the Titans broken. Like, I don't know. It seems like it. I mean, it's tough. to The, the, the Bills right now are, are just like a freaking buzzsaw, right? right? So, yeah. I mean, like you kind of almost have to throw that game out. But, I mean, they didn't even show up for that game. Like, it was – that was a bad performance, like yeah. I mean, both teams have, both teams had their backup quarterbacks in three minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen yeah. in regular season games. Yeah, absolutely, that never happens. So like that that the Bills aren't that good. I mean, there's a, and the Titans probably aren't that bad. Are the Titans going to be able to run the ball? That's what it comes down to. I, I think you kind of called it before the year. You know, they let AJ Brown walk. Julio played four games a year, but he was he was good when he was there. Um, they don't have weapons. I mean, Robert Woods just doesn't look great. And some of that's the guy throwing him the ball. Their offensive line has been suspect. This Titans D should probably be better than it's been. And again, they play Buffalo. I get that. But I really, I, I kind of actually believe in the Raiders. I don't know why, but I, I really like this game. I will definitely be betting. I, I, okay, for example, I like this game more than I like the Saints minus three at the at the Panthers. Really? Yeah, I do. I, I like this game. I have a really good feeling about the Raiders in this game. I think I think the Raiders are going to be able to come out, get the passing game going. Um, I think it's going to be a massive game for Darren Waller. Yeah, because I think I think Vrabel's going to focus. He did. Yeah, I think Vrabel's going to focus on Adams. Adams will still have a great week because it's yeah. Adams. Adams ain't going to catch two balls for whatever. Is that what it was? Did he only have two catches last week. I think he I'm ended up with sure. two catches and one touchdown for like nine yards. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But I, I I think they're able to get the passing going in this game and they can finish them off with Jacobs. Um, Give me the Raiders. I like the Raiders in this game. I'm guessing you might disagree. Yeah, I got to agree with you on the pick, but not the confidence. I don't know. I just don't. Really? I don't like it as much as you do, but I, I got to take the Raiders too, probably. I'm I'm strong on this one. I, I'm I'm with conviction. I'm going to be betting on the Raiders this weekend. I like the I like the Raiders quite a bit in this game. I just give me Derek Carr over Tannehill. Um, obviously, I'm taking Henry over Jacobs, but right. I mean, the Titans' offensive line hasn't looked good. I mean, their, their offensive That's line true. is brutal. 
And the Raiders... And the Raiders have a good pass rush, too. Yeah, I mean, and they're going to just scheme to take that away. Are you going to let freaking Robert Woods or Austin Hooper going to beat you? I mean, is Donovan Peoples-Jones there now or something? They have all these random ham and egg guys after yeah. that. We need Peoples-Jones for our hyphen squad. Yeah, we do. We need him bad. Edward Solaire, one-two yeah. punch there. But, yeah, I, I like the Raiders a lot in this game. I really do. I, I don't see... I, I, I just think this Raiders team is dangerous. I, I hate saying that because I hate the Raiders. <laughs> but for some reason, I'm really on them this week. Okay. Next one, I I don't know if I would touch it. <laughs> uh, we've got the Texans and the Bears. It's at Ugh. the Bears. The Bears are favored by two and a half. Yeah, no. Done. Pass. <laughs> you, you have to pick. It's the rules. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm with you. Like, give the, me the Bears. Give me the home team. Yeah. It but like, It's like, how much stock do you put in that win over the Niners in the soup? Yeah, and they looked okay against the Packers, but not really. I mean, yeah. I'll, in fairness, I only watched half of that game. I had I, that. I watch. I generally try to watch all 16 games, which is easier later in the year because it becomes 12 games right. because teams have buys. Mm-hmm. I missed three games in full this week. That was one of the games I didn't end up watching the full game of. So I only saw half of that game. But I, yeah, give me the Bears. I, I don't feel confident. I, I I don't like either quarterback. I trust Fields yeah. probably more. I trust his legs more than I trust Davis Mills throwing. Um, what did you think, by the way, about Damian Pierce last week? I love how NFL coaches just like completely do. And let's, for that matter, let's talk about Sean McVay. So you go from from Darrell Henderson. I don't think Cam Akers had a touch the first week, right? And yeah. Darrell Henderson all of a sudden gets like the first carry of the game, and then Cam Akers plays two drives. Like Cam Akers ended up like I think Henderson was like fifty five percent snap share, but and he was better. But Cam Akers was out there getting all the first cracks and all of a sudden playing. And the same thing, you had Damian Pierce only on the field for twenty seven percent of snaps, and Rex Burkhead was like sixty four. I don't even did Burkhead even get a touch in that game? Let me go back and look at that. It went from Damian Pierce ended up getting all the freaking work, which is great for people like me who have him in season long. Let me look at this touch share for last week. For the for the uh, yeah, Burkhead didn't even get a carry. He had two catches for nine yards in that game. After getting you know it was the exact opposite. And Damian Pierce fifteen for seventy last year, sixty nine to be exact. Nice, nice. <laughs> but I mean four point six yards a pop there for Damian Pierce. Just a random fantasy thing I was thinking of. But it pisses me off how NFL coaches do this. If you play DFS or even season long. Who are you playing with Darrell Henderson versus Akers? Who are you playing? I mean, you're probably playing Pierce because Burkhead's a veteran that gets hurt all the time, and he's Pierce is the future. But yeah. isn't that random how that ends up happening with running backs? The, the Patriots, same thing with their running backs. You never know with Harris or yeah. Stevenson or the Bills. You never know with Singletary or Moss or Cook or yeah, I mean, the Packers. <clears throat> what are they doing? Yeah, t- I mean, talent. The, the Browns. Talent is definitely a factor, and that's how you become that lead back. But that's why those lead backs are so important in those season long, especially man. because – yeah, with so many other teams, there's just guessing between committees. Committees are becoming more of a thing. Um, yeah, I like the Bears. Who are you yeah. taking? Back to this one, I'm gonna take the Texans. I don't know. They're both. Okay. They're both uh, awful. Yeah, they're both awful. They're both possibly uh, they're better than both the Colts. Played, <laughs> they, they both played some uh, good teams that are actually bad pretty well. <laughs> so I don't know. That's a tough one. But I, I don't know. I kind of like Texans. Okay. Yeah. I, I. This is. Don't touch this game. Yeah. This, is is this the least bettable game of the weekend? It's up there. I don't know. Next, next, we'll tell you in a minute. But uh, we're on to the Bengals at the Jets next. Uh, Bengals favored by six, over under forty five and a half. There's no way in hell I'm taking the Bengals by six. I mean, you can't, how can you? I mean, Burrow's getting hit That's like true. ten times a game. He's getting sacked five, six, seven times a game. I mean, Mixon's always hurting his ankle, coming out for plays. Who knows how long he'll hold up for in this game? Um, I think he's probably practicing in full, but he did miss some plays last week, and, and it seems to always be limping, and this seems to happen with him every year. Um, 
you know, Chase doesn't so far look like the same player, but that's also because they can't throw the ball downfield right. to him and we can make a play because freaking Burrow's on his ass by the time he's 20 yards down the field. So it's like he's they're turning him into freaking T. Higgins with other or Boyd, like you're having to get to him short and quick. Right. You know, so this Bengals offense looks broken. They can't protect the quarterback. Defensively, they've been okay. I mean, they really weren't that bad in either of these two losses. I mean, they they uh, losing to Cooper Rush is pretty bad. They had one turnover in that game. They damn near had about three other picks. I mean, they, they probably should have won that game in retrospect. They, they started playing well against the Cowboys in the second half. and mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, though. They didn't win the game. They've been playing like crap. I, there's no way in hell with the, the, the playmakers, the, you know, Brees Hall out there for the Jets and, you know, like I, Flacco's getting another start Flacco's look yeah. like he's been drinking from the fountain of youth he's been better you got Carter out there you got all these weapons I mean the Jets have some of the best young weapons in the NFL on this offense the Jets cover this game and I, I give him a 30 percent chance of winning it outright give me the Jets and the points yeah I was going to mention the high-powered offense too I like the Jets give me the Jets in this one they score gonna, man yeah I'm going to say the Bengals probably win the game outright but if you I, haven't I, been I, watching the Jets I don't do hate the money line bet is that plus 210 I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't hate it. I don't like it as much as your pick on the Lions. Yeah. No. I, I like that Lions pick better. Yeah, but I don't hate it. But yeah, no. I, There's a one in three chance yeah, they me, do it. Give me the Jets on the plus six. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you can't bet it. The Bengals could cover it, but we're going with what we've seen and what we expect to happen. We're investors on this. We're not we're betting with our right. heads, not mm-hmm. our hearts. And historically your heart will tell you the Jets suck, blah, blah, blah. The Bengals just were in the Super Bowl. But that's not how the NFL works, and that's that's not how it is right now. The Jets, this ain't the same old Jets team. They've got some they've right. got some playmakers. If you have not watched the Jets yet, watch them. Yeah, plus six the Jets. That's a, that's a good take. Okay. Uh next one, kind of interesting. We've got the Chargers at home versus the Jaguars. Three PM games. Yep. Onto the three PM slate. The Chargers are favored by seven with an over under of forty seven and a half. So this is a game I love on a teaser. Okay, I, I I don't see any way the Chargers lose this game at home. They've had plenty of time since the Chiefs game. I, I, you know, uh, Herbert will be fine in this game. Um, and we talked about turnovers earlier. I don't completely trust Trevor Lawrence. By the way, how good has Christian Kirk been? He's, oh, been, he's been great. Absolute I mean, you monster. You definitely called that one with him being yeah. the number one. But yeah, he's been eating targets. Yeah, he's been just absolutely incredible. So we don't know about Keenan Allen. He did practice a little bit. Um, you know, partial practice. Um, Yesterday on Wednesday, he probably will play in this game. I don't know if that really matters that much. I think Palmer's okay. You still have Mike Williams, Eckler. I mean, they've got they've got weapons. They're playing at home. The defense is good. They'll win. Not that the home matters. They have like ten fans, but right. I don't think Jacksonville is going to bring fans. So they probably this will be a rare game where the Chargers actually have a home field advantage. <laughs> I think it's one of the few ones where their fans will That's outnumber. True. I'd say that Jacksonville isn't known for their fans. Either, yeah, I don't think. I, I, and a teaser. I love it. I love Jacksonville in a teaser on the seven. Give me, give me Jacksonville. Give me Jacksonville. Give me Jacksonville to cover this in a backdoor cover. But I'm not super confident about it. Uh, yeah, I like your point on the teaser. I'd probably go in Chargers, but I don't know. I don't love it. Yeah, it's. But they're 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 gonna win the game. Jacksonville can score points now. Yeah. Is the is the reason they've got enough receivers with the Jones brothers and not really brothers, but Jones but yeah. and, and James. How good does James Robinson look right now? Yeah, you know, looking like he doesn't want his spot taken by Travis yeah. Etienne. And then you've got Lawrence, you know, getting away from the the shackles of Urban Meyer, looking a lot better. Christian Kirk. I mean, I just and Jacksonville's got Josh Allen on defense, dude. I mean, you can't. How are you going to stop Josh Allen on defense? No. Right. But for real, I, I think I think the Chargers win. I'm pretty confident with that. But I, I do like Jacksonville covering. Okay. 
Let's see here. What do we got next? Uh, Logged me out. Let me show my face to the app real okay, quick. Okay, well, while you're doing that, I want to remind people uh, to use our promo code BOX for that risk-free bet up to $1,000. If you're a new user, be in the state of Kansas, or if you're listening to this in a different state where sports betting is legal, use the promo code BOX at sign up, B-O-X. Make that first bet worth it. Find a bet you're strong on. Uh, like maybe the lock of the week later and bet whatever you bet. If you lose it, you'll get a risk-free bet for that same amount up to a thousand bucks. Keep going. Go ahead. That's right. Next we have a bird game. We've got the Ooh. Falcons coming to the Seahawks. Okay. Uh, Falcons are favored by one. Okay. And it's an over under 41 and a half. Can we talk about how much of an ass hat Arthur Smith is like, I don't care about you fantasy people. We're trying to win games. They asked him about Kyle Pitts getting like, you know, no targets in the red zone. Like you get this four, two 40 guy. That's what six, five and yeah. muscular. It's and like, yeah, I do wonder that for my fantasy team, but that's not what the question's about. It's like, Hey, you've got this awesome guy. Are you Why do you not use, use him? him? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is he doing? I, I, I've got to think a correction's coming on this. This, this is the freaking week. This is the Kyle Pitts week. I'm calling it right now. This is I the Kyle so. I Pitts week. Last week too. I, I thought it would be too. <laughs> I didn't predict it last week though. Not okay, like this. Yeah, that's true. Not this is the Kyle the Pitts week. I like the Falcons. I, 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 Marcus Mariota and Geno Smith are kind of the same quarterback. They're just washed up has-beens that kind of failed as starters. I, I like Mariota more. I think Mariota is better at this point of his career. I do probably like Seattle's weapons more if Metcalf and, and Lockett out there, but I. I just think the Falcons will respond in this game. I think the Falcons' defense might be a little bit underrated. I mean, Cooper Cup's going to roast anybody, and the Rams are going to roll pretty good against anybody. But they they came up with some, some stops and slowed them down a bit late in that game, which some of them, you know, was the Rams pulling back a little bit. But right. I, the, the Falcons have shown me just enough. This is a team that won, what, six games last year? I mean, this is a team that should be able to win six, seven games this year. I think they go in and beat Seattle. Yeah, I like all that. I <clears throat> I kind of feel like these teams are the same in my mind. They are. They are same yeah. quarterback. Right. The couple playmakers. I mean, Carroll's the better coach, obviously. Yeah, but I don't know. And I, it's tough to win in Seattle, but. Yeah, I guess give me the Falcons. I can see this being a Kyle Pitts game. I sure hope it is, man. I, I drafted him. Well, at least Drake London's been showing up. That's I mean, true. London's yeah, getting London all good. the targets. I had him on the bench last week, but, you know, maybe he can make his God, way. They've got to get DK Metcalf out of Seattle. That yeah. guy's career, his oh, prime years are just roasting away. Like, yeah, he looked he looked two years ago like he might end up being the best receiver in the NFL, and it's like, yeah, now he's I mean, like, I know we talk a lot about fantasy. He's not even a freaking top twenty fantasy receiver anymore. He's like a wide receiver three at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's pathetic. No, there was that year where him and Lockett were both up there, yeah. and now neither one of them. Yeah, and Russ has fallen. Speaking of that crew, Russ has fallen a lot too. Russ is not even a top twelve QB probably now. Yeah. Anyway, on to the next game. I think you'll find this one interesting. I definitely do. Uh, the Bucks at home versus the Packers are favored by one and a half with an over-under of 41 and a half. I love State Farm Insurance. You know that. I'm yeah. a State Farm customer. They don't pay me, by the way. They should. I, I'm not going to mention them again because they don't pay me. <laughs> no. Uh, I like the I like, I like the, the Packers in this game. I, I think you saw the Packers respond. The defense looked better. Alan Lazard, the dreaded Q already, but I think he'll be one of those guys that's banged up all year. He'll play. Well, actually, three of their receivers all had questionable tags yesterday, the Packers. But who are the, who are the Bucks have? I mean, you got no Mike Evans. Godwin's not playing in this game. Julio, I mean, it's Julio. If he does play, he'll play three plays. That's, the, the Packers Gage will build, and, they, and they have Jair Alexander out there to shut down whatever random receiver they have. I mean, I think the Packers' defense is good enough to stop Fournette or at least hold him in check, as the Saints did last week. I mean, you had Leonard Fournette under, under 10 fantasy points last week. And I know fantasy points don't necessarily equate to games, but it does because it means he didn't, wasn't productive. He didn't do anything. 
Um, I like the Packers a lot in this game. I, I, I think that's great value. Give me give me Green Bay. I I, I got a feeling you're going to disagree with me here. No, you're up in my confidence. I don't know. I was very on the fence on this one. But, yeah, no, I like the Packers. Just like you mentioned, almost all the receivers of the Bucks are gone. They've got Scotty yeah. Miller and Russell Gage. I mean, both teams have slapdick receivers, let's be real. That's a I mean, point. In and a these, game where, where Sammy Watkins might be the most the talented receiver on the field. Isn't it? <laughs> like, that's sad. <laughs> between <laughs> these two teams. Yeah. Yeah, they have no weapons. I'm with you. I mean, I would take Russell Gage over Sammy Watkins probably, but I'll take, but I'll take, uh, okay, okay, fair. I, I just, yeah. but I'll take fair, but I'll take the the one two punch the, that the Packers have there in the backfield yeah, and in the passing game. Oh, yeah, Aaron and, Jones looked amazing last week. Dylan yeah. did not look bad at all. Rodgers is better than Brady at this point. Give yeah. me, give me the freaking Packers. Yep. God, there's some good games to bet on this week. In the end. there's like, there's like five games I'm super strong on. Here's another interesting one. Uh, we got the Rams minus three and a half going into the Cardinals, uh, forty-eight and a half. Another great the, bet. Over under, yeah. Another. How do you not take the Rams? Here? Exactly. I love. The Rams I know it looks trappy. I get that. Right. We talked last week about half, the Bengals yeah. look trappy against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Another seven and a half point. No, we talked about the games above seven. That was another one last week. I mean, how is this spread only three and a half? It'll close probably at four. You know what's weird, by the way, is I almost like betting on minus four better than minus three and a half for the push. It's like a psychological yeah. thing, like. Even though the, you, you know, went on a four and a three and a half, like yeah. don't you feel better about betting on a minus four than yeah, a three just and a half? Full points in general. I'm just like, well, something that makes it feel like safer, safer yeah, even though exactly. it's not because you had went on a four versus yeah. pushing. But now, I mean, the Rams don't be fooled. That was a beatdown last week. You it know? was, yeah. They just garbage time. They came back, yeah. but the Rams defense is going to just talk about turnover machines when it happen, and and talk about lack of weapons. Yeah. I mean, James Conner, we don't know how healthy he's going to be. This week, I mean, Greg Dortch is out there. Hollywood Brown, these like shrimpy receivers. Have you heard anybody use the word shrimp in the last twenty years? <laughs> you ever heard that before? The term shrimpy, yeah. Not, oh, you, is that still a thing? I'm not that young. I don't know. Okay, when I, I was don't a think kid, it's that common anymore. But I, yeah. yeah, it's not. When I was a kid, we called somebody a shrimp. But yeah, no, I, I don't. Good luck trying to stop Cooper Cup with this porous pass defense. Yeah. They'll do whatever the hell they want. They'll run the ball. They will roll this game. I love this game. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Give me the freaking Rams. I agree 100%. I think they're giving too much respect for the Cardinals based on what Kyler did at the end of the game last week. Yeah. I, I'd and be shocked if this game but, doesn't end at four or four and a half. Yeah, but no, I like the Rams a lot. Give me the Rams. Uh, here's an interesting one. Uh, 49ers favored by one and a half uh, going to Denver. So, <laughs> this is interesting. Uh, by the way, I feel bad for Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the 49ers investing all that in them and you know had a rough go last year. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know who to commit to and didn't get much of a shake. And then it was going to get the, the reins this year. For 49ers fans and their organization, they're lucky they held on to Jimmy. Right. Um, and I think they did because they probably didn't know that if Lance was going to be the guy, especially after week one. Um didn't get to see much of him before he got hurt late in the first quarter last week. Best wishes to him. I think this, with that all that said, I think this offense is actually better with Jimmy G. And I'm not a Jimmy G guy. Jimmy G to me is Jared Goff. Jimmy G to me is not as good as Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr. He's not on that. He's he's kind of like the Jared Goff 20th, 23rd quarterback in the NFL to mm-hmm. me. Um, slightly better than Marcus Mariota and Geno Smith, you know, like in that range. But I think he's better for this offense, what they try to do, especially when they have George Brittle in there. Um, I think this is great for the fantasy running backs. Jeff Wilson, although the backup now is Mason, who I picked up a week and a half ago. It hasn't gotten a touch yet, but hopefully he does in this game. I've stashed him on my season-long team, Jordan Mason, undrafted rookie, running or, or, uh, running back for the uh, 49ers. Actually, he might be a second-year player. I don't know if he's a rookie, but he's undrafted. But anyway, um, 
they also have Marlon Mack in the practice squad. I'm just talking on my ass right now. I'm just giving you a random 49ers lesson that you don't care about. This game in particular, I think I, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is able to uh, get the job done against the Broncos. I would have said before the year, I would have told you the Broncos for sure. I, I can't underestimate enough to you how bad Nathaniel Hackett is to me. And especially now, how long is Jerry Judy out? Did we get that official news on that yet, by the way? No, I haven't heard a thing. If they don't have Jerry Judy, I mean, they're already down Tim Patrick. I mean, they still have the stud running backs, but Kyle Shanahan's one of the top three to four coaches in the NFL. I have him up there with Belichick and Reed and Tomlin. You know, those right. to me are probably the top four in my mind. Um, I think he'll be able to figure out a way to slow down the run there. And Russ apparently is, I wouldn't call him a statue, but he's not running at all. He's yeah. not pulling it and running. He's not, he looks old. Looks like he's aged a lot. Mm-hmm. And the Nathaniel Hackett is just in over his head. The negativity surrounding that team with the fan base. If they get down or if there's a mistake by Hackett early, it's going to really implode on them. Give me the 49ers. I think this is a, this is a pretty good bet as well. I like I like the 49ers going into Denver and getting the job done. I, I'm telling you, I have not liked a week in the NFL this much betting wise since like week 12 last year. I think it was. There was a week. These game. I feel really strong on these games. There's like five or six games that I really. I don't even think I'll do a teaser this yeah, week. No, I, I, I don't think it's a teaser week at all. I think you just go straights this week. No, I, th- I think that hopefully it's a good sign because I agree with you on most of these. I mean, you, usually we agree on three quarters or so, but yeah, no, I'm with you again. Uh, the Broncos got something going on; they're having problems. Yeah, you can't, it's not. You can't bet with them, especially they can't stop the run. The home either. field advantage you saw that turn on them last week, and there's a good chance it'll turn again with what we've seen. So, yeah, give me the 49ers. Yeah, I think I, I'm more confident with Jimmy G at quarterback. To be honest with you, Killian, mm-hmm. if if Fields was the QB. Now, maybe my opinion would change because maybe he would have had a great week last week had he not gotten injured. I probably would like the the, the Broncos. But that change of quarterback, to me, I am I think they're a better team right now with Jimmy Garoppolo, although he's certainly no long-term answer. But he did take him to a Super Bowl, so you can't totally poop on the guy. Right. And Eastern Illinois grad. That's right. Eastern <laughs> Illinois. You went to Missouri State. You played him, right? Yeah, yeah. My cousin actually played football with him. Didn't go to the NFL, but yeah. Do you know who else played for Eastern Illinois quarterback? Sean Payton? Or Tony Romo? T- Tony Romo. Yeah. Both. Both of them, yeah. Yep. I'm, I know so much about Eastern Illinois. Apparently. apparently. Did you okay. date a girl there? No. Like I said, my cousin played football. Speaking there. of which, we'll, we'll get to the college football threesome in a bit. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, okay. So now that was the Sunday night game. So we just got the Monday left. Okay. Uh, Monday is the Cowboys at the Giants. Uh, the Giants are favored by one over under 39.5. I don't know. I don't know how you can bet on Dallas in this game. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't. The Bengals are not good. Okay, I'm not. Imp- I'm not impressed by that win. Okay, first mm-hmm. of all, I'm not impressed that you beat the Super Bowl team from last year. Like you know, the runner-up. I'm not. I'm not impressed by that because that team doesn't have an offensive line, and there should have been. If you watch that game, two to three interceptions that damn near happened. Cooper Rush is not going on the road. The Giants are not good. With that said, but they're off to a nice start, right? And they're two and zero. I mean, it's the, yeah. the Giants are are playing a division game. Um, I'll take Dan- this is one of the few games where Daniel Jones is the better quarterback in the field. Um, Saquon Barkley is the better running back than what Dallas has at this point. Um, you know, I, the Cowboys defense deserves some credit with that said for all the sacks last week, but I think it's more of a Cincinnati thing. I don't think yeah. this Dallas defense is anything special. I think it's like a league average unit at this point. I know they got some good players out there, especially with Parsons and stuff. But I, I, I like the I like the Giants in this game. Give me the Giants. Not yeah. super strong. I don't love yeah, the game. That's kind of high. I'm not super this strong. This is not one where I'm super excited to bet it. Yeah. Give me the Giants. I don't know if I'll bet. <laughs> if it wasn't the Monday night game, I wouldn't. If I'd probably go under it's the on that. one Monday night game, I might. The under's uh, a pretty sharp play in that, too, I think. Right. Yeah. 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 But. Like you said, I I don't I think Cooper Rush looked pretty decent last week, but I still think Daniel Jones is the better quarterback. Got to go with 
the hot hand. The Giants are two and zero. So do we only disagree on two games this week? Is that what I it think was? so? Yeah, that's only pretty two. good. That's pretty good. Hopefully all right, we get all these right. All right, let me give you a fantasy football start or sit. You ready? Yes. Kirk Cousins against Detroit. Okay. Or Tom Brady with no weapons against Green Bay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Kirk Cousins against the Lions. Tom Brady against Green Bay. Give me Kirk Cousins for the weapons and the bounce Agree? back. Yeah. Agree. Okay. Another another Tom Brady one. Tom okay. Brady or Jared Goff against the Vikings in that same game. I know uh, I'm going on this. I I guess Goff. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Isn't it a sad day for Tom, Tom Brady, Brady yeah. that you're taking Jared Goff? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, to be fair, it's not him as much as his lack of weapons. Yeah. But yeah, and no, I respect Green Bay's defense a little yeah, bit. Right, right. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe uh, maybe I'm living in the past yeah, on that. We'll, we'll, we'll see. see. Russell Wilson against the 49ers. Okay. Joe Burrow against the Jets. Ugh. This is a DFS question because you probably don't have both on your team. Yeah, probably not. Um, give me Joe Burrow. Okay. I agree with that. Darrell Henderson and a possible 50-50 split against Arizona. Right. Should be a positive game script with mm-hmm. them getting ahead, yep. we both think. Or Antonio Gibson against the Eagles. I'll take Antonio Gibson. I don't know. I think that's the right play. Because at least you know he's probably the guy. Is Robinson coming back like in two more weeks? Did I see that? I don't know. I, mean, I, I see that he's trending on the board, so he must be coming back I soon. I think he is. One more running back. Okay. Jeff Wilson mm-hmm. against Denver. Yep. And now they don't have Lance, so in theory he should get more touches and more yeah. chances at rushing touchdowns. So Jeff Wilson against Denver, Corderell Patterson against Seattle. That's a tough one too. Give me Jeff Wilson, I guess. Agree. Mike Will one receiver one. Three right. more. Mike Williams against Jacksonville. Okay. Christian Kirk against the Chargers. Same game. Christian Kirk, just because we don't know if Justin Herbert's playing, we don't know if Keenan Allen's back. There's more question marks there. Give me Christian Kirk. I think Kirk. Herbert will play, though. I'm, I'm pretty I confident. Too, yeah. I hope he does. I have to pick up a quarterback. I'll take Kirk, though, too, because I think the volume. I think I think the game script probably sets up where Jacksonville's late. Point. He gets later. more targets yep. late. Yep. And with fantasy, of course, we're looking at game script. And then this guy last week, my boy, he caught that cheap touchdown but then dropped a wide-open touchdown. I'm talking about Irv Smith, Smith Jr. Yeah. against the Lions. Okay. In a game that could potentially have a lot of points. Uh-huh. Or Zach Ertz against the Rams in that defense. I don't know. I guess Zach Ertz. I don't know. Kind of iffy on that one. I know you're an Irv Smith guy. I'd probably go Irv Smith. Yeah. But. Okay, and the last one, your favorite streaming defense. I'm going to give you four to choose from. Okay. You can take the Seahawks against the Falcons. Okay. You can take the Bears against the Texans. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs at the Colts or the Eagles against the Commanders? Eagles, the Commanders, Chiefs, the Colts, yeah. Bears, the Texans, or Seahawks, the Falcons? I don't know. I like those last two. I don't know. Give me the Chiefs. We're, we're looking right. pretty good right now. Uh, Matt Ryan's going to get sacked. He yeah, might throw I, a pick, too. Like you said, I think there's at least four sacks in this yeah. game. Turnovers galore. Those are worth points in fantasy. I feel like there's four sacks and one to two turnovers yeah. coming. Like I feel like the Chiefs have like a when, ten point floor. I was say, yeah, when you have that, it doesn't matter how many yards and points you allow because you're still going to put up like fantasy yeah. points. Yeah. Okay. College football threesome. Is it your turn to go first or mine? Well, first of all, congratulations to uh, on both of us last week. Yeah, both go, went two for three. Right? Going two and one last week. That'll do it. Yeah. In the college football threesome. I'll, I'll, let me go first because last week when I went first, we had a good week, a really good week. So let's do it. Hey, I'm two for three both weeks, but let's do it. Fine. <laughs> yeah. You're, he's full transparency. Killian is four and two. I'm three and three. 
to this point. So, we, but we've both been doing yeah. good. I mean, we if need more data though. Let's... If you're riding with us, you're a slight winner because that's combined seven and four. No, wait a minute, that's not right. We'll have a three and three plus four and two, seven and six. No, five. Seven to five. There you go. So if you're riding with us, you're this winning. This is not I love, a math podcast. I love how we have two college degrees yeah. in here. <laughs> okay, here we go. College football threesome. I'll begin. I love number five, Clemson. At number 21, Wake Forest, a seven-point favorite. Wake Forest, I've seen this before. I've seen them where they're supposed to be good, and they're better than they have been. I used to live in North Carolina, but Clemson has the Jimmy and Joes, much better players. Um, they've played a much tougher slate. They're battle-tested. They'll get the calls. This is the kind of game where they're the kind of team that will get the calls. Um, I, I really like Clemson minus seven at number 21, Wake Forest. I've been riding with Maryland in the last couple of weeks, and they've been doing me right. I'm going to do it again. They're getting 17 at number four, Michigan. Um, Tua's brother, of course, the quarterback for um, for Maryland. They play very stupid. Uh, you and I both have money. We, they, did, they did cover they for did us cover, last yeah. week, but they, they should have covered by more against SMU. They had, in one drive, they had three straight 15-yard penalties, two of them for taunting, and then a late hit. I'm like, what do you? They had something like 13 penalties for 130 yards or something ridiculous. But they like to shoot themselves in the foot. I, I don't see Michigan covering this big spread. It's a Big Ten game. Michigan hasn't played that many teams yet. They've been beating people by 40 or 50. I know they want to run the score up, you know, playoffs and all that. I think Maryland, their goal is to run 80 plays a game. Their goal is to throw the ball, be quick, uh, and then uh, I, I like the quarterback they have. So Michigan, great team. No doubt wins the game. I, I like Maryland to keep it within 17. And then Killian. What's a threesome without a little tease? <laughs> College football threesome. A teaser. Two teams, six-point teaser. Brother, how about the local special? You like this? Kansas playing Duke at home. Two 3-0 teams. Kansas expecting a sellout in this game. Kansas gets down to minus one and a half on the teaser. And Auburn, I like them against Mizzou. Sorry, Mizzou fans. Auburn at home gets down to minus one. So you're basically just taking Kansas and the Mizzou on the money line. Or, sorry, Kansas and Auburn on the money line. So give me a two-team six-point teaser with with uh, KU and Auburn. Those are my three picks. Any overlaps or do you have different Very ones? Very nice. No overlaps this time. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I hope that bodes well for you. <laughs> okay, my first one. Uh, I've got Michigan State plus three at home versus Minnesota. You know what? I love that game. I almost took that too. Michigan State was just ranked in the top twenty-five. Yeah, they at, got kind of steamrolled at Washington. They did. I mean, but at the, home though. But that's I think yeah, plus three at home. I can't figure that line out. I need to look more into that but, game. So, like I said, Michigan State lost last week to a good Washington team. Yeah, on the road. Yeah, they were ranked. They got out of the rankings now. But now Washington State, or sorry, Washington is at eighteen where they were. So yeah. Washington's a good team. They're respected. Um, also, a good point. Every team that uh, Minnesota played this year uh if you combine their records they're winless it's like oh, oh and two oh and two oh and three or something this is why they call them sharp shooting killian white yeah so yeah no minnesota three and oh but no no asterisk. no great wins yeah three and oh asterisk. i love that i love okay. that bet thank you thank i you. almost took it too okay my next one i've got uh oregon oregon uh minus six and a half at washington state you're talking about this one because i don't do pac 12 usually i, I don't I don't know these teams very well. Okay. So Oregon's at 15 right now. Uh, their only loss this year is to Georgia, who is uh, amazing. Yeah, right. They're like a 42-point yeah. favorite against, you know. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, they, they're they coming off a big win versus BYU last week. Yep. So I like that. Uh, 3-0 Washington State doesn't have a stronger wins. I just don't I just don't think they have the, the You have the Jimmy and Joes on your yeah, side, too. Exactly. Yep. 
so yeah, that that's pretty much all there is to this one. And then the last one, uh, if you know about me, you know that I went to Missouri State. Oh no! Yeah, oh, I'm no. not gonna let him break my heart. Like, hey, I have to commend you too for no Nebraska on this because they're not playing this week. Oh, is that, is that why? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I take it all back. Um, okay, but yeah, no, Missouri State played a tough game against Arkansas last week. We were up for they, three quarters. They our, almost won. Our, yeah, our coach is Bobby Petrino, Petrino baby. ex um, ex Arkansas. Um, Excommunicate, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, no, so I mean, I think that uh, they're kind of punishing Arkansas too much for this one on the line. Arkansas, uh, is I think a two, Arkansas is a one and a half point dog at uh, Texas A&M. Um, they're, they're ranked higher, Texas A&M has a loss to Appalachian State. I think that um, they're kind of penalizing. That was pathetic, by the right. way. Right? Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> Arkansas's performance was a little pathetic too. But Missouri State—they're—they're they're playing pretty well right now. They've got Bobby Petrino, who is the ex-coach. They have the story, the motivation, everything. I think that they're giving us too much credit. Arkansas, one us. and a half point dogs. Let me see us. Missouri State is us. Okay, all right. That's me. That's me. Okay. All <laughs> no, right. But Fair uh, yeah, no. So Arkansas, one and a half point dog. I say take them outright at Texas A&M. I kind of like that one. Outright. There it is. I love it. Okay, right. I love when you say outright. It gets me going. I'm not gonna lie. This 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 T. This, just the, the threesome and the T's. I mean, I'm I'm going right now. Especially when you say outright. All right, having a Tourette's moment. Let's get back on track. Sportsbook 101, brother. You're ready to talk a little bit about uh, some same game parlays. I would like you to kind of throw in something on this too, because you've been successful with the FanDuel Sportsbook as well on the same game parlays. I just wanted to talk real quick about two points about these. And I have two points. Number one, about and maybe you have something to add, or maybe you did whatever you want to say afterwards. But same game parlays, Killian. Number one, you're really looking at correlation. We talked, we've talked about this the last few episodes and even back to last year. Um, we, we, same game parlays are all about correlation. They're kind of like DFS. You kind of have a game script in your mind. And with the NFL, what I really like about same game parlays, we talked about this before, is that, for example, you mentioned earlier Najee Harris has not gotten in the box yet this year. Coaches know these things. Number one, but number two, thinks when you get volume and guys get have a track record of being in the league, and I know it's only his second year, so maybe he's not the best example, but he's due for a touchdown. You kind of just can figure these things out in the NFL. Same with Jonathan Taylor, didn't score last week. Same with right. Travis Kelsey. Right. I guarantee you, at least two of those three guys will score this week. It's the way the NFL works. Not only because of coaches and, and getting on their plays and them wanting them because of their contracts and all that, they take care of the players. The quarterbacks know who their boys are and what they need and what they want. They talk the play calling, but just like. Good players, too, with track records end up getting in the end zone, even if by accident, you know, from being good players. So that's one thing with same-game parlays. Kind of look in the NFL, kind of, quote-unquote, who's due, especially as we get into weeks four, five, six, seven, season goes on a little bit. But also in your own mind, if you think it's going to be a shootout, don't be afraid to take both quarterbacks on the overpassing. You think it's going to be a low-scoring game? For example, tonight with the wind. It's super windy. Probably they're going to run the ball more. Probably there's going to be some short passes. So maybe you want to take the running backs on their over 16.5 receiving yards or whatever it is. Like the, you know that there's Look at the weather. Look at how you see the game script going in your head. Look at the over-under, what Vegas experience expects and make your picks accordingly in the same game parlay with kind of how you think it's going to go my second point with same game parlay is my last thing and i'll let you go is that a phrase that my uh well i won't say who but somebody has told me about a certain situation before and i love this quote the quote is this pigs get fed hogs get slaughtered so what i mean by that is don't shoot for the moon with these when you're playing with real money if you have free bets it's one thing but 
for example, we talked about that Chiefs parlay, the Jonathan Taylor and Travis Kelsey anytime score on the Chiefs on the money line was plus 290. Now, if you switch the Chiefs to minus five and a half, it becomes something like, what, 480 or 500 or whatever it is. Something like that, it's, a, yeah. it's like a lot more. And that's fine. But I don't think you need to be super risky with these same game parlays. I think if you, the point of that quote, pigs get fed, hogs, if you're hogging things and, and trying to do too much, you get slaughtered. But pigs, you just get a little food here and there. You eat, but you don't go over the top. You're not too greedy. Don't be too greedy is what I'm trying to say. With same game parlays, don't be looking for the plus 900. Now, FanDuel has that really sexy one tonight. Sometimes they'll give you that, and especially with their odd boost and stuff, take it. But in general... When you're making your own same game parlays, don't get too risky where you're getting like very, it's fine to take a shot at some plus 700s and plus 5,000s or whatever now and again. But in general, if you're going to play these consistently, try to look for that plus 200, the plus 250, the plus 175. You know, take a team on the money line, take a big favorite on the money line for your, you know, if you're doing three legs. I, I suggest three legs generally on these things. Always have the t- a team for one of the legs. Maybe the money line is the safest way to go. And then you kind of look at, their, at your risky bets as the players themselves. What I'm saying is just don't be too greedy on these because the more greedy you get, the more difficult it is to hit. You know, there's a reason something becomes plus 800 or plus 5,000 versus plus 200. Do you have anything to add to that? Agree, disagree? Not much. I mean, yeah, agree with all of that. Uh, just <clears throat> make sure the individual picks, especially if you're doing same game, the individual picks within the parlay, you know, work together. They work in conjunction with each other. Don't bet someone having an insane amount of rushing yards and someone else having an insane amount of receiving yards. Like right. It's, you know, bet the game script, like you said. Yeah. You think somebody's going to be ahead and a big favorite? Take their running back for rushing over, you know, et cetera. Yeah. Play play the game out in your head, how you think it's going to happen. Look at that script and, and don't be too greedy. Now, I'm not saying you can't do that. It's fun to do that. And there are some times where it works out where you're like, damn, this is this isn't even that greedy and I'm making a huge payout. Go for it. But I'm just saying in general, try to lessen what you need to have happen to make your money if you're, if you're playing these consistently because they are winnable and there is some definite value in them, but just don't get greedy. Okay, Killian, are you ready to make some freaking money right now? Are you ready for this? We came off a win last week, the lock of the week. Should we do it? Let's do it. Let's make you some money on FanDuel with Dave O's lock of the week. I just got to say one thing. Daddy is getting hot again. It's happening, baby. Coming out the big win, the three-team teaser last week on the Lock of the Week. I'm now sitting at 31 wins, 17 losses, documented lifetime. Follow us along here on FanDuel's KC Press Box and take this bet on FanDuel. I don't know what they're doing. The spread on this is off. This is such a good bet. I'll tell you what. I'm a guy that likes a little Sam Adams. I can agree. It's a good logger. I enjoy a Sam Adams. I even like the JFK Presidential Museum. I'm talking about Boston, my friends. What I don't like the New England Patriots this week. Baltimore Ravens only favored by two and a half. Hey, guy on the camera, Killian White, did you realize that there's two different types of Ravens? The common Raven and the thick-billed Raven? I had no idea. Well, the thick-billed Raven is showing up this week. They're thick. They're going to lay it in. They're going into New England. They're going to take down the Patriots. Minus two and a half. I'll be 32 and 17 by 3.30 p.m. Sunday afternoon. The lock will hit. Take the Ravens. I like that one, yeah. <laughs> going to Kansas as usual right after this. Yeah, you like how I threw in a little Sam Adams right there and the JFK Presidential Museum, which, by the way, is great, and, and the library there in Boston. I recommend it. I have to keep that in mind. 
Okay. All right. With that, I think we should probably get on out of here. The KC Press Box, myself, Dave, and Kelly and Wyatt. Hey, bro, we haven't told people to subscribe, by the way. Um, it means a lot. We have an anchor page. You can find us. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. I mean, if you're listening, obviously, you have at least one of the links. But it means a lot if you subscribe. Give us a positive rating. It helps us out um, with the algorithms. If you could share this, it means a lot. We're building the show up here. We're hearing from a lot of you, hearing great results so far from, especially last week, we had several people reach out about the lock of the week. We're going to keep staying hot on that. I think we're going to dominate this week in general. I feel really good um, about the NFL this week. And remember that promo code. Talk about that real quick. That's right. Promo code BOX for the match of your first bet up to $1,000 if you don't win. That's B-O-X. FanDuel Sportsbook, the only place we bet. The official sponsor of the KC Press Box. K-Dog, I'll talk to you next week, bro. We are out. Powered by FanDuel, it's the KC Press Box with Davo and Killian White.